Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Thank you that as we are spoken, so shall it be. As we have declared, so shall it be. We walk in the freedom that comes from your name. No strongholds shall hold us captive. No demonic work shall prosper in our lives. Because in the name of Jesus we commanded sickness out of our bodies. For by his stripes we were healed. And therefore we walk in our healing. Thank you Holy Spirit. Have your way in the midst of your people. In Jesus name. Amen. Please be seated. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse number 9 For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Are you sure? But how come we are not rich? Oh, it's on his way. Let, let's take it again. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich. Yet for your sakes became he poor that you and I might be rich. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? So why are you not rich? Come again. It's coming. Now, the first question that we need to ask ourselves is how is Jesus expecting us to be rich? How did he become poor? How did he become poor? And how is he expecting us to be rich? Because if we don't get these answers, we will not walk the road to our riches. Let alone define the riches. You know, one of the things that you observe as you preach 
is that you can take a scripture and let it say anything that you want it to say. And it can be true depending on the definitions you give. Because this scripture is very clear. How many have heard somebody preach on this scripture before? You've heard somebody, just keep it away, just keep it away. Most of you don't listen to preaching. Because if, if you listen to normally prosperity preachers, this is one of the key scriptures for prosperity preachers. The other key one is James 3, 2. James chapter 3, verse 2. I wish above all things. So, third John, rather. Third John 3, 2. Hey, why am I mixing my, my letters like that? Don't worry. Maybe it's lack of sleep. Third John, third John 3, 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prospers. So with these two scriptures, many prosperity preachers give strong backing to the prosperity message, which is true. Which is very true. That Jesus Christ became poor so that you and I might be rich. The evidence of it is the promise that he gave to the disciples when he called them. Hallelujah. And it is true. The only problem we have is that because we didn't define the terms or we have not defined the terms, we are busy seeking something else that the value is so low that it can't make you rich. Because, first of all, we need to ask, rich in whose eyes? There are a lot of, you see, when you read the Bible and you start asking a lot of questions, it will bring light and it will deliver you from wrong journeys. Because though he became poor, Though he was rich, yet became he poor for your sake that you might be rich. Rich in whose eyes and poor in whose eyes. And unfortunately, Christians not understanding this have left the true riches That God is offering us by faith in Christ. And we are going for the riches that amounts to nothing. I don't know what it is, but I'm in a season of my life where I am appreciating the choices I have made. And I'm realizing that unless I had had faith, I would have settled for a small piece of life 
instead of what I have now. What I have is not the biggest, but at least it's bigger than what I, what I was willing to settle for had it not been for faith. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm preaching to you a very important message that I want you to hear and hear well. That God wants you to be rich, but not rich according to the world's standards, but rich according to his standards. He didn't die to give you the wealth. He died to give you, to give you heaven. He didn't die to give you things that are temporary. He died to give you things that are eternal. But you see, through the deception of Satan and our lack of faith, many of us are settling for things that are temporary. And that is what we want him to give to us. But you see, in the things that are eternal are also things that are temporary. In the things that are eternal are also things that are temporary. Because the temporary originates from a world that is beyond what we see. And unless you believe, I said, unless you believe, you would not pursue the journey that the Lord wants to take you on by his death on the cross for you. Unless you believe, you will reject the management of God over your life and opt for the management of Satan over your life, which actually he came to deliver you from. Because when you believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God, apart from your not dying and going to hell, you are also delivered from the from management of your life by Satan. You didn't know that? How many, how many didn't know that? Or how many knew it? So that I'll ask you which verse. You know, the most painful thing for me is that most of you, you come to church. You're like a child who goes to school, but you don't study to enjoy the benefit of going to school. Most of you, and it is because Satan has deceived your minds to think that by focusing on other things, your life will be better. But you see, focusing on God and his word would make your life here on earth a thousand or a million times better. And it will make your life hereafter a thousand and a million times better, I promise you. Joshua 1.8, which is supposed to be the memory verse. Did you do it? You guys don't do it. It says, this book of the law, at least this one, I got it right. It says, this book of the law, and this is God, listen, oh, listen to me, listen to me. Please, listen carefully. Who is speaking here? How do you know it's God? How do you know it's God? How, how do you know it's God?
Okay. When you join a road in the middle and you are not sure which road is this, you go back to check which sign or the earliest sign you can see which will tell you to the right is wherever you want to go. You know, as I was going around to just pick my wife this morning, I realized that I forgot, I know the road, but somehow, when, you see, when you get out of the airport and you want to go back to the airport, there are two roads. One leads to Pretoria and one leads to the airport. Now, you see, the highway, the way it is done, if you are not sure, before you realize you are on your way to, to, to uh, uh, Eastgate. So, I think I was preoccupied with something, so I didn't check the sign to see the one to the airport. Even though I've been using it all the time, I've always relied on the sign. So, I realized, as I got to the, I passed the sign, I realized that, is it left or right? And it was, it was funny, but I was very confused. So, I decided to reverse and try to see the sign. That was my only way out. So, you see, if you don't know who is speaking here, you have joined the conversation in verse 8. Go to verse 1 and see what is there. Because by the grace of God, it's chapter 1. Do you get it? So, it's because you don't study the Bible painfully. Because you don't believe that this, this, this book of the law shall cause your life to be prosperous. And you, most of you, you, you have, don't tell me you don't have time because the things you have time for, I cannot even dare mention in church. And I doubt if most of us can read because by the grace of God, we are in an era where the Bible is translated into many languages. And you will find the Bible in your language. And the nice things that I've, I noticed in South Africa is that almost every South African is able to write the language. It doesn't happen in most African countries. We speak it, but we can't write it. Anyway, now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord, that is God himself, spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, so if you don't know who is speaking, are you with me? It is God himself. The point I want to make is that if God can speak to Moses, uh, uh, Joshua directly, why should he refer him to his law? You speak to the guy all the time. So why, why should you refer him to what you have spoken to somebody that is written? Are you not the author? Why can't you always re-say it to him directly so that there's no confusion? But in verse 8, this is the advice God himself gives to his servant. And he tells him that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate during day and night that you would observe to do according to all that is written inside. 
For it is only then you can make your way prosperous and you will have a successful life. So the question I'm asking is if God himself is advising the one that he has called to use that he must go back to his law, why would we who hardly hear from God not want to go read the word of God? But it's very sad because God, God shows Joshua that prosperity of his life, prosperity of his leadership is hinged on his obedience to what he, God, has written. You see, the first evidence of your faith in Jesus Christ as a son of God is your attitude towards the reading of the Bible. This is not what I came to preach about. I know that not all of us are soul winners. I know that not all of us want to preach the gospel. But you see, in James chapter 2, and we're going to read the whole book of James, and I'm done preaching. In James chapter 2, please, write, write, put it in English so that we can read it. We are going to, this English, we don't like it. My dear brothers and sisters, are we brothers and sisters in the Lord? Good. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others. Ah! Since when? Did treating people equally demonstrate that you are a person of faith? Well, that's what the James, the preacher, is saying. Verse 2. For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry and another comes who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? I'm sure most Christians will not consider this something to be obeyed. I mean, disobeying this will not remove you from the church leadership. I said, disobeying this will not remove you from the church leadership. But, but the question James is asking is, how can you have faith in Jesus if you do such a thing? The next verse. Listen to me. Dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? 
Aren't they the ones who would inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ? Whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. Ish. Sinners are a lot now. Because we thought fornication and stealing and other things are the only sins we know. But it looks like sinners are getting a lot. But if you favor some people, you are guilty of breaking the law. The next verse. For the person who keeps all the law except one is as guilty as the person who has broken all of God's law. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. Let's go on. Are we, am I there? For, some, for the same God who said you must not commit adultery also said you must not murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery, you are still, you are still broken the law. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you'll be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. Some of you that are very judgmental and strong in making sure that people are brought to book to the last crime. No matter how much they repent. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you have faith and don't show it by your actions? This is the verse that I really want us to talk on. What good is it if your faith has no actions? What are some of the actions that we are expected to do? If you say you believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God, then one of the commonest and easiest actions that should be present in your life is just your reading of the Bible. I shouldn't be standing here preaching to Christians about reading Bible. But most of you have been coming to church for weeks and the only, you don't even come with the Bible and it doesn't bother you. James is saying, what good is it if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Let's go. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? 
You see, this is where some of you can come into action and be of use to the church and to the body of Christ. Because some of you, no amount of talking will make you carry your Bible to go and preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. But at least you can help people who are poor. You can take it up. That's what you like to do. And God has called us differently. Even though all, the, all five fingers are fingers, each of them functions differently. And therefore, each of them is given different gifts. And they are given different heights. And different positions. The thumb has the ability to move forward, back, side to side, and to move round. The fingers can only move forward and back. And maybe a little bit of sideways. But the thumb on its own, forward, back, side, side, and then. Because its functions are different. If you have faith, there will be action to your faith. Listen, I don't care what the church and Christianity calls it uh, work of God. The work of God is many because God's children are many. Next verse. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So saying you believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God without the works that follows it is useless. That's what the I'm not saying it. That's what the Bible is saying. Because many of us have been deceived into saying, oh, I'm a Christian and I go to church and that's enough. Where is the work of you being a Christian? Where is the evidence of your faith? Because the reason why you come to church and you don't go to a Sangoma, some of you still do go. Even though you come to church. Somebody said, when you preach, it's like you are fighting somebody. <laughs> no, because I'm fresh. I'm, it's like, how can you miss it? How can you miss it? And later regret it when it's so obvious. When it's the, the, there's everything all around you telling you what to do and where to go. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Oh, Bishop, you see, we are saved by grace and not of works. You didn't read your Bible. Because the verse that tells you, for by grace are you saved and not of work, lest any man should boast. The next verse is that, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God has before ordained, that we should walk in, not angels. And don't say that nobody told you. Don't say that nobody told you. Because even if you don't read the Bible, I'm reading it to you. 
I'm fighting for your well-being. So if I'm preaching like I'm fighting with somebody, I'm fighting the demons that are deceiving you. And you see, one of the most wicked things to do to anybody is to give a good advice but not give it with strength. Oh, well, I don't know, but if I were you, I wouldn't do this. Because, you know, sometimes some of these things, they don't turn out the way you think they would. You see, the way you are saying the thing, you are not clearing the demons that are trying to disturb the person to do it. You must speak it with strength and say, why, why would you do such a thing? What's wrong with you? Can't you see that all those that have done this, this has happened to them. Why would you do this? So you speak it with, so when the person leaves you, they know what you said. That's why you keep coming to church because when you, when you go, you know what I said. If I had said, you see, brothers and sisters, the Bible says that we should have, shout amen. You, you will live here and go and you will not know what I have said. People with, who don't have conviction don't lead people anywhere. You say you have faith. For you believe that there's one God. Good for you. Even demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. Let's read on. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? You can title this sermon Perfecting Your Faith by adding the good works to it. What do you believe? I said, what do you believe? Let there be works to, as evidence of what you believe. The absence of work means you don't, you see, your works speaks of your faith more than your mouth. Your works speaks of your faith. I said, your works speak of your faith. So the works that are present in your life tells us the faith that you have. The works that are present in your life tells us what you believe. The absence of time to read your Bible means that you don't believe in the word of God. How can you tell me you believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of your life when you don't have time for what the savior of your life has to say? And no amount of excuse would say otherwise. Tell me I'm busy. You are busy because you don't believe that Jesus Christ has come, that you have life and have it more abundantly. You don't believe it. If you believed it, that he became poor, that you might be rich, you would you want to know, Jesus, show me how. Show me where. And then you will discover that he says that one soul is more enriching, is more profitable than gaining the whole world. 
then you will engage yourself in the business of soul winning. Why should you sell sand when you can sell gold? I mean, which one will profit you more? Sand or gold? Yeah, so why should you sell sand when you can sell gold? Why should you deal with sand when you can deal with diamonds? When Jesus Christ called the disciples, he made them an offer. Say, follow me. I'll make you fishes of men. You are fishing for fish, but I'm going to make you fish for men. You are fishing for fish. That is but temporary, but I'm make, going to make you fish for what is eternal. You are fishing for fish that after a while it shall perish, but I'm going to make you fish for what shall never perish. I will turn you into a real rich person by the souls that through your life will be removed from the kingdom of darkness into my kingdom. Don't you remember our ancestor Abraham who was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Please, let's go. Time is on my side. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Your faith is incomplete without, your, without works. The faith that you have must generate some works to testify. Do I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? Yes, the evidence of it is that I have stopped practicing medicine so that I can tell everybody who cares to hear. That's, that's the evidence of my faith. And I didn't, I didn't stop practicing medicine before I started telling people that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. With the practice of medicine, I was still making enough time to tell people that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Because what you believe has enough strength to make you do things that somebody will say is difficult. Tell the person sitting by you, the guy is talking to you, don't sleep. He said, you see, his faith and actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. His actions made his faith. His actions made his faith. Is your faith complete? Is your faith complete? Then complete it. I said, complete your faith. You see, and the works that shows that you are a person of faith in Jesus are so many that don't tell me that you can't find any to do. How much you even obey the word of God in your relationship is a demonstration of your faith. You believe that it is better to make peace than to make war. Because the Bible says, for as much as lieth with you, be at peace with all men. Therefore, because you believe it, you choose to make peace instead of making war. You choose to forgive 
instead of walking in unforgiveness. You choose to be merciful instead of walking in mercilessness. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate day in and day out. And the reason why you need to meditate day in and day out is to know exactly what is written and to understand what is there for you to obey. That thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. Then, then prosperity and success is yours for granted. Let's go. So, it, and so it happened just as the scripture says. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. You see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. I'm not reading something that I have gone to research. It, this, James 2 has been in your Bible since you bought it. It's not an update that you haven't received yet because, uh, Bishop, I didn't have data, so I've not updated my Bible yet. It, uh, it came as default. It's always been there. I'm not reading something that I just updated and I'm coming to show off. James chapter 2 has been there. If it's not in your Bible, then a witch has come to take it out. <laughs> Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. No, she, she didn't demonstrate faith by preaching. She just believed whatever God has said. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Listen, there must be works to what you believe. Ask the person to what do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Ask the person, ask the person, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Then where is your evidence? I said, then where is your evidence? Where is your evidence of what you believe? Where, what, what is coming out of this belief of your life? When you tell me you don't have time to read the Bible, the reason why you don't have time to read the Bible is that you say with your mouth that you believe Jesus is the Son of God, but in your heart you don't believe it. If God himself is advising somebody that he has given a job to do to read his Bible, then what else must I tell you that will be contrary to it? The least demonstration of your faith is the reading of your Bible. I said the least demonstration of your faith is the reading of the Bible. Because, you see, because of what you believe, you make time to read the Bible. 
no matter how busy you are. Because there are things that you do, no matter how busy you are. There are very few women who don't keep their hair, no matter how late they are to work. They will, they, no matter how tight the schedule is, they will make time to go to the saloon. And they are not going there for five minutes. Especially if there's a wedding coming up. It tells you what they believe in. Dear brothers and sisters, I finished verse 2, chapter 2. That's all. I finished preaching. Tell the person sitting by you, make your faith complete. Whatever you believe, make it complete by putting works to it. Yeah. Show me what you believe by what you do. Yeah. Yeah. If you read your Bible, you, you will always do something to, for somebody. If, if you spend time to read your Bible, you always be kind to people. If you spend time to read your Bible, you always tell somebody that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You see, it, the reason why we struggle to tell people that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life is because we don't read our Bible and we don't believe. Yeah. That's why we don't care. You see, if you believe strongly or if you know for sure because belief is knowing for sure that where this person is going, the next three steps is death for that person. No matter how a stranger the person is, you will tell the person, danger. You, you wouldn't have to know the person. If you are sure that this person is going to a place where there's death, no matter, even your enemy, you will put the quarrel aside and tell the person that, listen, I really want you dead, but I don't think I want you I don't think I want you dead with my knowledge. I'll be happy if I'm told you are dead and I don't know what happened. Or maybe somebody shot you that I was not there. But this one, I know that you are going to die. So, let, you know what? Don't die here. Go and die somewhere. Even your enemy. Listen. Let us be believers. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart to demonstrate your faith, may you do it. Amen. But there must be something that demonstrates what you believe. I said there must be something in your life that is different from what is in the life of those who don't believe. I said there must be something in your life that is different. from the life of those who don't believe. Because James said, you believe in one God. Even demons believe in one God. And they are even afraid. You are not afraid. The demons are afraid. That is why when you... You see, the, those ladies, uh, if they were ordinary ladies, me, they would tell me no parking. I would have just told them off. 
I'll just, I'll just ignore them. But you see, as they said it, I immediately imagined the consequences of disobedience. I said, I immediate, as they said, I immediately imagine the consequences of disobedience. And therefore, who it doesn't matter who I am, I obeyed it peacefully. And at least this morning I'm here preaching. I could have been somewhere else. I could have been somewhere else making phone calls for me to be bailed. As they said, no parking. I said, thank you. Then I turned on my engine. I reversed. And off I went. When I went and I came back, I thought they were gone. When I saw them, I said, they have told you once. They don't have to tell you twice. You see, what is it that is making me so obedient? What is it? Is it because they are ladies? No. It's because of the authority in which they are operating and the power behind that authority. I was obedient. That even when they didn't say anything, when I saw them, I still obeyed. <laughs> hey, I really learned obedience by just a recollection of the power behind the people. So demons, they know the power behind you. They believe in God. That it is God. So you believing that there is God, you have done nothing. I said, you believing that there is God, you have done nothing. You must believe and act on it. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you for this one. Yeah. I wanted to. I want to see your. No, I don't want to see your actions. Let God see your actions. And see if he will not bless your life. I said, let God see your actions. And see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing for your faith. And see if he will not call you his friend. The riches are not showing. Because... There's no action to what you believe in. Your faith is dead. Because it doesn't have action. I didn't say, when you go home, go and read James chapter 2 and pray about it. That God help me. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Lift up your voice and begin to talk. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on royaltyhousesouthafrica.org.